Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen The Alibi or Lies and Alibi, depending on the market you watch this film in, well, I've got some news for you. We're about to spoil it. And there are more surprises than you'd think. So uh, just, it's fine. Just listen to the podcast. But just, there's just spoiler. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got one leg and a pocket of play a little cornstarch. My werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Oh, hello everyone and welcome to Confessions of the Idiots. Everyone wants to confess, but everyone wants to hear it. Uh, I'm joined today by my two favourite people <laughs> in the whole wide world. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh. It's a different pod, one that's shitter. It's, hey, it's, Mission, it's Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama and my name's Mish and you might know me from the times I've been on Confessions of the Idiots. Um, and I look over to Sam and ensure to be ensured that my little impression of him that just then was not rude. <laughs> that was not rude at all. all right, it was great. I think it was really it's spot on. All right, flatter, thank you so flattering. Much. flattering. Yeah. Zach did a great Christopher Walken impression, <laughs> I thought, before, and then you did a wonderful impression of me. Thank and you so much. And you didn't do the, the facial palsy in the impression, which I quite <laughs> like. I mean, if you did that, I'd be like, hold on. But you didn't do that, and that's what I, I like. That. Um, that's what I like about you. <laughs> that's kind of what you like. You. Oh. What, what you're implying that? that oh, this that is Zach. Dark, oh. oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're too tired. You just done a podcast yeah. before. You're tired. Um, I get it. No, uh, no. Every podcast is fresh that's and true. new, yeah. but yeah. we are They're all fun. I don't have favorites. We do come into this episode though with the the vibes of the last episode, and a very important question to ask you, Sammy Peterson. Mm. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce you officially. <laughs> This I'm Mish. Good. This, good band. this is Zach. Good I'm Mish. This is Zach from Leguizamarama, and we are joined by one of our favourite people ever. They've goodness, been on the pod before. You know them from uh, Nights of Arabian. What was it called? Arabian oh, Nights. Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights. I will not talk about. That. <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> we don't discuss it, but you might know him from that. I uh, you would also know him the from only being. Thing I remember Sam from is uh, talking about. We often talk about the, that place in Phillip Island. Amazing. Thing. Oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. Things. So I don't know yeah. what we were meant to be talking about, <laughs> but it was from Amazing Things. Um, Anyway, he's like one of the best fucking podcasters in the country. Cute. He's oh, bloody cute. lovely and part of my Melbourne Comedy Festival entourage. It's Sam oh my Peterson. Goodness. Thank you, Sam. Wow. So I'll clap myself in. Now, this is Soy Fat White back together again. Yeah, this, in this room is Soy Fat White. Yeah, when the I did entourage. my comedy festival uh, show for Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Zach directed it and Sammy P... Bloody produced it. Bloody produced it. I would have been dead without him. I honestly, it was so funny. Leading leading up to um, the comedy festival, I was like, I don't need a producer. I'm going to be fine. And Zach was like, no, get one. I was like, no. And then Michelle Brazier was like, get one. And then Sam Lingham was like, get one. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll get one. And then I called Sammy P. I'm like, do you know who I could get as a producer? And he's like, oh, everyone's busy. And then I had a breakdown. I named a lot of bad ones (laughs) as well. We will say that. Yeah, he's like, everyone seems to be busy. And then I had a full blown emotional breakdown. And Sammy was like, okay, I'll do it. It was very funny. The most no amazing job. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. It was very funny. <laughs> I um, I, I I said to Mish very, with in no uncertain terms because I know Mish like I know myself because Mish is me. We are the same person. You are the same. Yeah. One in the same. That's Podcasts why there's a ceiling together. on this podcast that I accepted long ago. <laughs> yeah. And I said to Mish, I was like, "You you need a producer because I need a producer." Sure. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, bro. And then Mish went and talked to everyone that might produce her show. Yeah. And you were amongst this group of people that said, "I was in the dialogue. I was in the conversation." You were amongst the people that said, "You don't need a producer. Producers are often more work than they uh, than they right. are help." 
Um, you don't need a few right now if you want me to. <laughs> no, because no, I can't be bothered asking Tom to cut it. <laughs> a lot of leaps, a lot of leaps. Um, and I, and then Mish came back to me. And she said, "I talked to all the people, all the potential producers, and they all said to me, you don't need a producer. You can do it on your own.'" And I said, "No, no, no, Mish. What they said was." I don't need a producer. I can do it on my own. And they reflected that at you. <laughs> and of the course reason you can. were talking to those people yeah. was because they have the abilities and skills. <laughs> and the amount of times during the process of putting my show on that Sam would message me or something and be like, hey, um, just need a quick answer to this email here. And I'd be like, oh, no. And fucking I'd tell me, be like, okay, um, I'll just tell them. You'll get back to him in 24 hours. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> when, that's you that's that, yeah. <laughs> when you stop crying. When you stop crying. When you pulled yourself together. together. When you pulled yourself together. <laughs> we'll right. Need a bucket of cement. <laughs> I shouted that a lot. That's yeah, so Sammy That's part of my lot. process. And we all um, have a process. Oh, um, look, we've had you bloody on before. Oh, so twice. You Two know, times. You know that this, this podcast is a train wreck. Um, but I do have a very important <laughs> question to ask you based on our that's last... That's our brand, It's a good tagline. Can I say, last week... I, I, I teased you a little um, mm. for for the podcast being a train wreck and you apologised. And I just need to be very clear, that's our brand. Yeah, I get baby. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm still on brand. I get it. Uh, how funny would it be if in real life I actually really have it all together and I'm fine and I'm an Andy? You're more together than I think. The, 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 it's a bit of a gag. It's a gag. Oh, it's a, it's gag. a funny gag. Like, yeah, but clean house. You get up in the morning. Yeah, yeah I do. Take the dog for a walk. You're always pants. well to work put together. Put on, put on panties every day. Put on we we release an episode. Put on big old pantyhose. Pantyhose. Have like, you ever worn pantyhose? No. Oh, they're not comfy. I'm pa- panty- jokes, I'm wearing them right now. Nice. That's it hot. feels fantastic. Well, I've so learned cool. recently um, cool. that you can split pantyhose wearers. Uh, into two different categories, people who wear undies over the top of pantyhose oh. and people who only wear undies underneath pantyhose. Right. But the people who wear them over the top also wear them underneath because you would never do pantyhose to vag contact. Really? Or, or to ball contact or to whatever it is you have going on down there. Okay. What is the point Covering of pantyhose? Covering all bases. <laughs> yeah. what, is, what is the main purpose of pantyhose if you've got underwear as well? Um, for me, it's to cover hairy legs. Sure. Sure. Um, but a lot of people do it just for a smooth skin look, oh. um, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's for warmth. And I'm sure mm. there's other reasons. Probably, but North Face pantyhose. Pantyhose are tights here, like the tights. Yeah, not like leggings, but like no, because I feel like I've worn them from time to time for like little theatre plays. After the theatre, yeah. when I played Humpty Dumpty, I had a white pair of tights on. Yeah, that probably would have been tight. When you did know? you play Humpty Dumpty? This is huge. Uh, <laughs> it was my first ever acting. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa You've whoa, never whoa. told us about this. <laughs> I've told you plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, I know. About <laughs> Always bragging about it. Plenty of times. Oh, okay. Well, we won't go into it then. Um, did you do theatre in school? Yes, I did. Yeah, absolutely. What was your first role ever? Uh, my first role ever was a postman. So mm. I wasn't I wasn't cast in one of the main roles and I got to be the postman, which was pretty much mm. like in Macbeth, like the, the porter, you know, the mm. funny role in the middle. And I was pretty much doing that where I'd come on and, um, you know, goof around. Mm. And there was like, you know, as a postman, it was a song, hey, 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 wait a minute, Mr. Postman, that song came on and I'd kind of nice. deliver mail to everyone. <laughs> nice. It was a good <laughs> joke. <laughs> That's a good It's joke. a good joke. And then, yeah, I'd, I'd deliver mail to everyone. And one night I remember, you know, really... Really going for it, thinking mm. I'm having a great night. You're getting laughs for the yeah, first time on stage, yeah. and like this is incredible. Mm. And I, there was a toy dog on the stage, and I just kicked it, just punted it into the audience. Huge laugh. The prop person cried because it was their own uh, <sighs> own thing, and and that was my their stuffed dog. Their stuffed dog, and they cried, and I had to go and apologise to them and pat oh my the god, dog and make sure it was okay. And and that was kind of my first foray and last foray into theatre. It sounds like the props person was a furry. <laughs> They were absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, they were the dog. They were dressed yeah, as the dog. Yeah. And I punted them. That's why they cried. <laughs> that's why they cried. Sorry, that, I, I should have explained that bit earlier. That was, that was something. Oh, How do we start talking about pantyhose? Oh, oh yeah. Mish, yeah no. Does it matter? No, does no, it no. Matter. What matters? Doesn't matter. What, what does matter yes. is Boomcat. Do you remember Boomcat? No. From the, from the Reckoning fame? No. All right, that's all we needed to know. You don't, remember, you don't remember The Reckoning? <laughs> the Reckoning? <laughs> no. That's okay. all I remember. We were talking song. about it the last episode because it was really important for me to talk about it. So right. I, I brought it up and forced the conversation on Zach. No. <laughs> what, what, what See, is this, this, from? Is, this is the thing oh. now, Like Mish. mid-2000s. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Taryn Manning. I never listened to music then. Taryn Did you ever Manning. see Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie? No. Heard Did you ever a lot see about Eight it. Mile? Yes. Okay, you know Eminem's girlfriend at the start, not Britney Murphy. Oh, okay. Right at the start. Yep. Yeah. That's Boomcat. 
Boomcat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I know a lot about Boomcat. It's what I've seen in, in Edinburgh, though, is um, Basil Brush is back. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, and <laughs> nice. Doing no, live nice. shows. Basil Brush is doing live shows. Basil again. Brush is Similar back. to Boomcat at all? Yeah, no, yeah, nothing not like, nothing like. But Boomcat is to... Um, Basil Brush. To Basil Brush. <laughs> no, I'm going to do a different way to get you across the Boomcat. Boomcat is to early 2000s... Um, Britney Murphy type actresses, mm. what uh, 30 Seconds to Mars is to um, Jared Leto. What's Jared Leto? Who, what? What is, what is he? No, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but like, what is Jared Leto? What was, what is he born of? If that makes sense, you know like, how what there's is like breeding. What do you mean? Like, is he, uh, what? Like, like, he's a musician that turned into an actor. Well, no, and we mean? talked about that a little bit okay. last week. No, my question of Jared Leto, and this is a diversion. <laughs> Is what was he meant to be? What was he breaking away from? The way that just beautiful. Like, I think he was just a beautiful man in Hollywood, and they're like anywhere he wants to go. Right, because he's very pretty. Mm. He's very pretty. Because like pretty. you know, like like I feel like Johnny Depp was beautiful man, broke away from it, became character actor. But you know, we don't talk about Johnny Depp. Um, but so I'm trying to want. find another no. Channing Tatum. <laughs> no, Channing Tatum. Yes. Okay. Was meant to be Beefcake, and there's there's a dozen Ch- Channing Tatums. ER guy. Yeah. Shane um, West. Shane West was a Channing Tatum. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, right. there, there was a time where... A lot of lost Channing Tatums in time. Yeah. There was a lot of times where just smooth, muscly boys that, that where their neck blended well, with their shoulders. Hollywood needed one and was like, we need one. We'll take that one. Yeah. yeah. Whereas all Joseph the other... Gordon Lovitz, for example. Another yeah. beefcake. Uh, I'm joking, of course. Yeah, okay. he's quite yeah, small. Uh, yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. You're not getting that part. <laughs> but, but I would say. So what is a beef pack? Let's talk I about that. I would say then. Joseph. Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Lovitz and Jared Leto are in a similar vein. Yeah, um, Joseph like Gordon-Lovitz. Is it Lovett? Lovett? It's no, Lovett. Joseph Gordon- oh, Lovett. Yeah. Now I love I'm John Lovett. The love child of Joseph I love John Lovett. I'm actually just a big like, John Lovett's guy. Um, John Lovett's. I would just John Lovett. Lovett's and Jared Leto in the same Now category. I'm imagining John Lovett's in all of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's roles. So John Lovett's in the role in like Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> in, um, in 50 Days of Summer. Oh, that would be actually. That would have vastly I would, improved ten, the movie. Ten things I hate about you. I would love to see a lot of remakes with just John Lovett oh. in the role. Like Precious. I'm talking Where is amazing he? films. I'm talking oh. Titanic. I'm talking. Oh, my God. John Lovett's in The Departed. Oh, that would be incredible. <laughs> Now, so John Lovitz again, just going to John mm-hmm. Lovitz. So yeah. this is a reference not a lot of people understand. Do you remember Rat Race? Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course. So I'm a lot of I'm people Seth, don't know. Seth Green fan from Seth the original Digital. You're a Brecken Myers fan? Yeah, of course. Huge Brecken Myers fan. Mm. Yeah. I'm an Amy Smart fan. Amy yeah, Smart. Amy Smart. I, I, uh, maybe five years ago, I was obsessed with like babes of the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> and so, posters on your wall. Yeah, no, and like any time I could get it's a like reference. Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Um, uh, Alicia Piper, Cuthbert. Piper, Piper, Alicia Cuthbert. Piper Paribo. Thank you, Piper Paribo. Loved Piper Paribo. <laughs> So when Coyote, you mention when you mention uh, who did you mention? Amy Smart. Amy Smart is in that category. Yeah. Just like I think Amy Smart. Oh, wouldn't it be great if Amy Smart and Piper Paribo did a movie together? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be incredible. I writing. would get a poster of that movie oh. on my on my wall <laughs> next to my bunk beds. Oh, it would be perfect. Because <laughs> that time of making Road Trip, I remember it was Road Trip at the time. And mm. then, yeah. Um, all the American Pies. I think because American Pie was so big back then, they made all those films really quickly. And like like um, beautiful naked women, and and like this like yeah. illusion to it being. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So it's just this illusion to it being funny. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, no, funny is like a normal body. And yeah. Like... But someone shits themselves in the next scene. Someone <laughs> shits in though, a dunny. Can we say that those early 2000 babes, though, at the risk of like being too structured in this podcast, also mm. includes Jamie King? Of? Of Lies and Alibis fame. Which one was Jamie King? Oh, she, she was, was the hottie. The, 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 the blonde. The hottie blonde. The one we, we she played spoiler. Lola. We've done oh, the spoiler. spoiler. She did. She did, but she oh, played Lola. Yeah. What else was she Lola. in? She Lola. she was of she had potential to she be was in Amy White Smart. She certainly did. Oh. She was in White Chicks. White Chicks, if you haven't seen it, is a funny film. That's really you have funny. To check that wholesome. Film. So it's about so the <laughs> <laughs> 
It's good though. Quite complex the yeah, plot, it's but complex it's quite good. Plot. It's hard to understand. Yeah, you don't you don't want your phone on you while that movie's on. Yeah. You need it needs full concentration. <laughs> I, I would go into what the plot is, like the yeah, but it's too complicated. Yeah. It's too complex for us to even understand. No, yeah. not at all. She was also in um fucking Sin City. Oh, was she? Was she? Mm, yeah, she was. She played Goldie slash Wendy. Oh, was that the one? Sin City. What's her name? Jamie King. So she was a real hottie. And in this film. Real hottie. Ha-cha-cha is what I said when she yeah. came on. Did yeah. not say the same about Steve was Coogan. No, <laughs> Steve Coogan is back. Um, oh, my God. I didn't realise that was her. Yeah. yeah. Her. She looks a little bit different in this film. I think it's yeah. her, her I don't think you were meant do. to. And you also weren't really meant to be looking at her face <laughs> in this film. If you know I'm what I mean. Wasn't. We're meant to be looking at her <laughs> vagina. Am I right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Did you all catch Amen a glimpse that. of that <laughs> vagina? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. <laughs> anyway. It was a big it was a big era of like I, I talk about this in the podcast sometimes about um other, we should introduce the movie. I reckon so. I reckon do you what do you, you have the thing? We right? will, yeah. But um, who were the guys that did the comedy? I'll say this one last mm. thing the comedy, they did the comedy movies, the Farrelly brothers, the Farrelly yes. brothers. Yes. And I have boys. said this on the podcast, favorite. my favorite boys, <laughs> but they were like, <laughs> I love me, myself, and Irene. That's, <laughs> that's, a, good one. that's a fucking funny film. I'll, I'll, pull, I'll pull you is, up there. That's that a fucking funny. funny that's film. funny. That's funny. I, funny, thought, funny, mate. I yeah. thought you just said you like, I thought the name of the film was Irene. And I thought you just said, I love me, myself, and Irene. I love me, myself. I love me, I... myself, and Nando's. I love, <laughs> I love me, myself. I love me, myself. A uh, bucket of popcorn, some Pepsi, and I love me, myself, the movie Irene. And me, myself, a lovely lie down after a long day. Um, but the Farrelly brothers are very similar. This simple movie is very similar to that, isn't it? That's true. I'll get to this. Yeah, yeah. Just the, like, um, just like they do a couple of allusions to... Having some sort of moral high ground. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll. We'll do the intro though. Um, the Alibi is a 2006 American film directed by Kurt Matilla and Matt Chikowski and written by Noah Howley. Mm. It stars Steve Coogan, who as a dude who has a whole company that does alibis for cheating people for about a half an hour. Then it becomes full thriller. Johnny Legs plays a tough dude, Mexican, I think. It premiered. <laughs> I think it he premiered. Was I think he was Mexican. Might be. Yeah. Uh, Might be. He premiered at it premiered at Cine Vegas, which was a film festival held annually at Palm Casino Resort in Paradise, Nevada, that ran been, from 1999 to 2009, typically in early June. <laughs> I thought it was really now, funny it, that it, it premiered. Yeah. Did it open to rave reviews? Well, I don't know what Middling. they thought at Cine Vegas. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. It was the buzz of Cine Vegas. <laughs> I have to be very pokies. honest. <laughs> the halls so, of the halls of Palms Casino. This is this is what I have to say about very quickly to start mm. off with. Mm. So I have to be incredibly honest. Mm. Um, I like to think of myself as someone who is intelligent. I'm not stupid. Hey, I think mm. you're real intelligent. Thank you. Well, I have a good a... friend of mine. You're talking about that right there, and uh, she's a me myself and. Yeah, <laughs> me myself and I yeah. thinks my friend is really intelligent. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm not stupid. Uh, I'm a big brain. I like mm-hmm. to read. I mm-hmm. watch a lot of film. I mm-hmm. love an in-depth conversation. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand this movie, what? and I feel stupid for it. Really? I, don't, I got oh. so lost. I, I don't. It, think... it took me a little bit to catch up. I got the first I, I think half. There was a little bit. Yeah, it did get a little bit confusing. I think it after got... the mid, the midpoint. It got. So confusing mm. for me. Yeah. I, I really needed to explain to me what ended up happening because I got very, very confused and could not be bothered going back. I will say, however, but, that it does not surprise me even the slightest that every single person on the production team of this film was male. Mm-hmm. This movie yeah. was was is a movie written by men for men. Yes. Can I look yes. back around, though? <laughs> and, and women, just... they made it very clear to say sometimes, 
And women. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, that, that, that was what I was talking about with the Farrelly brothers <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie is about like an alibi for cheaters and there was just a rewrite. Yeah, yeah, There yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. Farrelly brothers rewrite of like... Phoebe Waller-Bridge came in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like the equivalent back then was the male writer that had already written the other draft. Yeah. <laughs> right. He wrote Freaky Friday <laughs> yeah. and came in for a rewrite. But that, like it's got these mad vibes of like um, someone was like, is this movie a little sexist? Yeah. I reckon Steve Coogan, right? I reckon when he signed on to the movie, he said, I will, but it needs a rewrite. Yeah. Because Steve Coogan plays the main character Mm. as more complex than I think he's written. Yes, he absolutely. Plays, yeah. He plays not caring for the men that he's doing this for. He's got yeah. a, a 100% complexity. When the, that, that scene, there was a scene in it where it flashes to it, the man having the affair and then to Stu. Steve Coogan by himself, Ray, on his bed. And mm. I was like, that's very arty for what this film is. Oh, they yeah. tried like, to make flashes. it like, oh, but it's a neo-noir film. No, it's not. It's not really. It's not. And there's the character in it that Rebecca Romaine plays, mm. right, who, like, comes in for a job interview, A, for a position she knows nothing about. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and then she accepts the job. I is thought there... it was a date when, when that first happened. And I was mm. like, oh, no, yeah. it's a job interview. Let me say this. <laughs> I have <laughs> recently... <laughs> what? Mm, mm. I, did I interrupt you? No, no, sorry. Okay, cool. Uh, I have recently been in some writers' rooms, which is pretty cool. That, that is and pretty cool. I've learned some wonderful things about writing, which is pretty cool. And one of the lessons that I will take with me, I, th- I think I could probably say by who, by a fabulous writer named Nikki Aiken. Mm. And she said, every time you write something, every single time you write a story, take every single character from that story and write out their arc, their story, Mm, and as if they are the protagonist of the story, Mm. because that way you cover their story as well, Mm. because nothing... That did not happen with the women in this film. (laughs) Rebecca Romaine's character was there to just be hot for Steve Coogan. Yes, for Steve Coogan. (laughs) Like, Mm. that was like... Her her story, if you break down her story, Mm. is so... Goes for job, knows she knows nothing about, with the top that is so supremely low cut. Mm. She looks Mm. wonderful. She looks looks so beautiful. But she goes for this job interview and she's like, so what's the position? I don't understand. Sure, I'll take it when I find out that it's ethically and morally unsound. I'm going to, like, pretend I'm sleeping with this man to get something that I need. But also, I'm wildly attracted to you, my boss, that I've known for 24 hours. I'm going to flirt outrageously with you. I'm going to commit crimes for you. Mm. They also forgot that she worked in that role halfway through the film. Like, yeah. all of a sudden she was just always behind Steve Coogan at home. Yeah. Like, they got into a relationship really Really quickly. quick. And because, then kind of forgot that she was even working. Because, because, because we're meant to believe that Steve Coogan is so sexually powerful. Yeah, that's what a, I found really <laughs> hard to believe. I saw Alan Partridge the entire time. That's all time. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it was the like a shit time, James Bond. But yeah. It's just like, um, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman, but my God, I can't turn down <laughs> Alan Partridge. <laughs> But it was that. And I was just it was like, exactly and I was like, what the fuck? And then you take Jamie King's character who's sleeping with James Marsden. James Marsden. It's James Marsden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sleeping with James Marsden's character. And James Marsden needs an alibi uh, because he's cheating on his wife with Jamie King. If you take her role, she's just some hot, obnoxious bitch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And she, I, I like Jamie King and she looked fucking mad, but she's just like was written by a man as this like sexy one who doesn't give a shit. Yeah, And like, yeah, sure, yeah. You, you're about to get married next weekend, but when can we see each other after your wedding? Yeah. Oh, also I'm naked and I'm really into s and <laughs> I'm me sexy with my sexy leather belt and leather yeah. strap yeah. around my waist. I'm so sad. Oh no, I'm dead. Mm. Like, like that that person doesn't exist. They don't exist. There's a there's a anyway. layer. There's oh, God, a layer. I'm, I'm praying that they do. I tell you that. Yeah, much. I know. Same. It was fuck, that was hot. <laughs> that was hot ass. Oh, hot ass. <laughs> that was hot ass. <laughs> I had a stiffy watching I'm that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that person. I do try and watch movies for the time in which they are made. And this podcast has made me be able to do that much mm. better. Where you watch a film and you have oh, to yeah. take on the fact that American Pie yeah. was made in the late nineties. Yeah. And yeah. you just have to take it for what it is and go. Okay. Well, at least. Eugene uh, is still very funny. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This movie was not that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, you, you, I got to be really clear here. Like, you've been, like, on this, like, 
big thing of defending yourself. Like you're like, maybe I'm stupid. This I didn't understand this movie, and now you're like, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing this film from the perspective of the time. And I just gotta be like, really good. Like, I think anyone that watched the movie does agree with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, I don't think I'm anyone's so, upset. I'm like, oh, I was no watching it. the movie starring Alan Partridge. <laughs> As a sexy James Bond. As a sexy James Bond that helps helps guys fuck around. One of my favourite I'm like, yeah, that's no, I think it was a little little wonky so, in 05. But also then Selma Blair was there and I was like, fuck yeah, because yeah, I love yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, I love her. What the fuck was she doing the whole yeah. time? She's just like also hitting on Steve Coogan. Everyone like, was hitting on Steve Coogan. wants to fuck Alan Partridge apparently. <laughs> I feel like less of a woman because I don't want to fuck him. I don't want to fuck him, yep. Zach. Okay, That's you're saying okay. it a lot. Yeah. It's... Okay, maybe I do. <laughs> okay, maybe if I'm being honest, well, the, the, I'm, I'm jealous. The weirdest plot of the film, and there were a, a lot of weird bits in it, yeah. but the weirdest part was the dad who wanted to help his son come. Mm. Like what? there was, what was his name? The the guy who ends up, oh, you know. Yeah. In the... So yeah, have we captured what the film is broadly about? <laughs> because I feel like we've gone in very hard. Yeah. But broadly, does the listener know what's going on? No, hit no. us up, Zach. Go. So broadly, and that was my job with the intro, <laughs> yeah. and I failed. But broadly speaking, he makes alibis for people, yes. right? Yeah. And then yes, and this but they're very elaborate, way too elaborate. He could just have a room in his house where people could fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was thinking. Like, cut down the costs. Why they have your credit card? Why they have your credit card all the time? Yeah. Let them fuck in your room. Yeah. Don't use a credit card for a bit. Have a, a room in your house. Get a four bedroom instead of a three. Yeah. Turn the study into a sex a fuck room. room. Yeah. Yeah. For your clients. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. It was re- the, that was so elaborate. It was like you'll be at this hotel at this time. You'll oh go by this door. And it, also, like, it was a full business. Full business. A full business. And like they, they had, a, the they had an office. They had an office. Yeah. Like, did anyone know about this? Was like, was there tax was, involved? When was what this was... movie made? Two thousand and six. Two thousand six. I think around that point, like you would have to tell Google what your business did. <laughs> you would. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're close to Google Maps. Yeah. Like, yeah what yeah, do they yeah. put on the Google Maps well, description? There were so many people working there yeah. on the phones. So, well, there was like a whole floor of an office in a skyscraper <laughs> in the middle of the city. Even Telstra contracts a few call centres out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This business has a full call centre. Exactly. And you would think at some point someone would either work for them or come across that business and then write an article about it in the New York Times yeah. or something. And Steve yeah, Coogan but... comes in a lot to your room if yeah. something's going wrong if the wife rocks up yeah. he comes directly to you yeah. the one person that apparently works for the business basically in order to create these alibis and i think he does this with the james marsden one mm. is he goes okay great so thank you so much for your money you would like an alibi to have sex with this woman or man because sometimes the women were doing yeah. it too sometimes women no. cheat sometimes yeah. they're dirty cheaters too this is the, the one rewrite that happened this is what i was going to say right at the top the rewrite that happened was i think steve coogan was like i think this is a bit sexist <laughs> but it's a good opportunity to play a lead. Can you do a rewrite? So they added Rebecca Romaine's character, or they made her, instead of just a girlfriend, they made her also an employee. They added one scene. For a little that. bit. Yeah, yeah they for added, a little bit. They added one scene and then they added a whole bunch of, or ladies. Yeah. It was <laughs> just sort of like, also sort of like, ladies. Women can be like fucked to, too. Husbands cheat on their wives and wives cheat on husbands too. But husbands tend to cheat on their wives. Also the wives do it sometimes too. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. And sometimes those are the two rewrites. Rather than be like... Oh, let's just make it a movie about yeah. sex. Yeah. Kind of what he was doing performatively. He yeah. was kind of going, oh, I don't know. Like there was this weird complexity mm. in him. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Like they but, just were like, sometimes ladies I couldn't. Too. But yeah. And, but the, so basically how he does it is that he swaps lives with the client mm. for that weekend. So mm. he gets his client to tell the wife that they're going on a business weekend. Mm. He then goes to the place where he says the business weekend was and books himself under his own name like a dumb fuck. Yeah. Like, an idiot, a motel somewhere yeah. that like they swap lives. It is so unnecessary. Yeah. And also the entire time I was watching it, do you remember the show Cheaters? Mm-hmm. Yes. I kept thinking, imagine if Cheaters rocked up. Yeah. Like it's yeah. very much like <laughs> yeah. that was just like that would that's just kept popping in my mind. Anyway. And the oh yeah, go on. Yeah. I don't I I didn't understand this film after Jamie King died. That's all I was Well, no, about. and that's yeah. that's I think broadly speaking, yeah. yeah. It was a um like that would be like that was pretty much it, really. Apart from you know a uh, good friend Johnny Legs coming in as the boyfriend, who, yeah. who's they think Mexican, who was yeah. going. They're yeah. pretty sure with the cornrows, he's Mexican. Yeah, but they were going. You know, 
he's going to come back and he's going to be so upset that she died and yeah cuz he was dating Jamie King that's right yeah. yeah yeah but it was very it was very confusing and the whole thing about the dad wanting his son to come and have an affair yeah. was so odd and that was right at the start so the yeah, dad of James Marsden was like I'd love for you to help me out cuz my Son wants to do a come. He wants to do a come. And he helped him do a come. But it was so odd because he, the dad, was such a big, like he was his number one client. So yeah. he uses Steve Coogan, Alan Partridge all the time to cheat on his wife. Like all the time. And then now he wants his son to be able to come. Oh, uh, when he, the son's just getting married, isn't he? Mm. He's just about to get married. Mm. And so instead of like letting him get, you know, have a beautiful life, he's going, I want my son to come. And I want you to help him come. I, That's so weird. It's so, it's so, the whole plot is so weird. I was giving the film the benefit of the doubt. I was kind of open to the film. Like I was kind of going to go, but it, it, it takes a turn. You're not, I don't think it's on you. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it felt very much like I was watching one movie and then it, and I was like on yeah. board and I was like, okay, this is dumb, but I, I, can, I can get onto this. Yeah, a and lot then, happened, but nothing happened at the same time. Yeah. And, 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 you th- and it was one of those twists where... And I loved these in the mid two thousands. They loved it. You thought you were watching a comedy. Mm. You're actually a very a, funny comedy. By yeah, the way. it was funny. very funny, horny and funny. <laughs> you like Alan Partridge? He's James Bond now. <laughs> yeah. It's like there was. The, it was like the mo from about uh, the Mexican onwards. Remember the Mexican with Brad Pitt? Yes, I loved it? that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like the ultimate of the. You thought this was going to be a kind of a spicy romantic comedy, yeah. But no, it's a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like that, like, like it happens so often. But the twist was always, Mm-mm, this is a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> it was never like the genre twist was always thriller. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, always yeah. doesn't matter what it starts as. Mm, it was yeah. always like, no, no, no. Now hitmen are coming for them. <laughs> but that was the other thing with Johnny Legs's character. Firstly, cornrows. Just want to address it, but now we can move on. Yeah. Mm. Um. Uh. It felt like it felt like they signed Johnny Legs with much excitement, but didn't know where to put him because his role seemed so unnecessary. It was. It was. I. I. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. He was in was... like three or four scenes. They didn't draw on it a lot, and nothing much happened. They, they were the same kind of scenes. Nothing much happened. Yeah, he was very good. Like, yeah, he was that, he was and, very and good it's actor. such a shock yeah, as well because actor. there were so many necessary scenes around. Yeah, but that's what it felt like. The <laughs> movie was made up, and this is what pissed me off because I actually think I think the concept of the film being like this guy has a company that he helps people yeah. cheat, right? That in itself is like, that is good yeah. and it's like, and it's a comedy. That's funny. Like, yeah. I go, that's fucking sick. Yep. I want to work that. Like, yeah. that, that's mad. And then they just, whoever came up with that concept is a legend, but they told the popular kid at school who was like, actually, yeah, let's work on this together, whatever, and they took the reins yeah. of what mm. could have been a really funny movie and turned it into some sort of weird thing. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy myself watching it. I did, and yeah. it had some funny moments, and the characters were a bit of fun. Yeah. But I just felt that there was it was telling, like, three different stories. I yeah. felt like it was, it was very much like I was very intrigued at the start as well. And I was like, uh-oh, this is a little wonky. 2006 is going to struggle mm. with these themes a little bit. But I was like, Steve Coogan's bringing something really interesting. Like, he, yeah. he's bringing mm. this, like, kind of guilt like he's doing mm. this. Quite dark. He was, there was something that yeah. happened in his past that we weren't going to know about, but something quite dark. And it was like he's doing this thing where he helps people cheat. He's made a whole business out of it, but clearly it's eating at him. Mm. I was like, oh, this will be like a spicy comedy. And 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 then through him and Rebecca Romaine together will kind of come out of this, mm. you know, maybe, you know, a friendship, but it, he'll be less of a prick by the end of this. I yes. thought this film, I thought this film was going to be one of those ones where it's like about a prick becoming less of a prick. Mm. Kind of like uh, yes. that one with Matthew McConaughey. The Matthew McConaughey's bread and butter. Yeah. He loves starting a movie Lincoln as a prick. Yeah. Lincoln Lawyer. He loves a movie where he starts as a prick, becomes a bit less. Oh of a my prick. god, yeah. he does! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it. That's his yeah. genre. As I was thinking of Matthew McConaughey films just then, that's all of them. Oh, yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Had a had a loser guy in ten days. days. Yeah. Matthew thing. McConaughey. Oh, he's a bit of a prick. Less of a prick by the end. Yeah, yeah gets the girl. Failure to launch. <laughs> Failure, a bit of a always prick. Gets the yeah, girl. less gets of a prick at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, he always gets the girl. Um, won an Oscar. Won an Same. Oscar. Imagine his agent going in this one. You don't get the girl. He goes, No, no, no. I get the girl. We need to rewrite. I get the. 
girl. Um, he won an Oscar for playing someone who was his biggest. He wins the Oscar for his biggest, like heaps of a prick at the start, yeah, and then like really, really good person at the end. They're like, wow, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. biggest. Yeah, prick to the good ultimate pr- McConaughey. <laughs> Usually, McConaughey just goes from bit of a prick to less of a prick. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone from a Huge real prick. prick. Nice man. <laughs> wow, he can do it. And right. that's what I was expecting this movie to be. Yes, yeah. You know, it went to McConaughey first, but it, then Coogan got it. Yeah, and the writing was weird. There's, there's a line <laughs> in it that's like, um, "You ever had a head at 100 miles an hour? Yeah. Going, I'm going 60." Well, you better step on it or something mm, like that yeah. in the car. And it's like, that's going to be up there with great also, lines in film. It's like, so, sexy. Going. <laughs> so, so sexy. So <laughs> sexy. Like, that was Jamie King talking to James Marsden. Yeah. And that's what, I, like, that's what I meant by, like, there was no... The, the women in these stories yeah. had no depth. It's mm. like, I would... I can't think of anything worse than giving head while someone's going 100K in a 60s zone. No. That would be so So dangerous. And dangerous. Dangerous. Mm. Cars like, behind you, you don't know what's going 100%. on. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I should... Like, yeah, no, know. totally. It was odd. The was writing a, was odd. Everything about it was a bit weird. Because it was just this <laughs> thing of like, oh, that's an interesting idea. A company that helps people with alibis. And then like they were in the writer's room, not they happen for movies. Mm. And then someone was like, well, here's something crazy. <laughs> what if... Uh, one-dimensional sexual woman dies and then they have to cover up for her death. Mm. We've never seen that in a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like that happens in and every died, movie. Dies, yeah. We'll have her die from hot sex. <laughs> like, Very let's get her died to die so, from hot sex. I don't think I've ever seen, like, I, I mean, I've seen plenty of movies about people that run a huge multinational business mm. f- uh, that's secretly covering for <laughs> affairs. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that a million times. What I haven't seen is a guy who's just killed a woman calling someone and having to do... The joke there is that's a bit of a trope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit well, of so a, it was a trope. It was before Ashley Madison, wasn't it? This was 2006. Oh, Ashley all Madison. Of that. And yeah. all of those names getting leaked yeah. and stuff. So that happened. All the names got leaked and I think everyone started freaking out in the film about yeah. that. But the weirdness of like the dad helping the son come was even enough <laughs> unnecessary plot. Like the son could have gone yeah. to him. Mm. There didn't need to be that relationship well, that we spent a lot of time mm. on. So I didn't need to have that at all. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't have a father son relationship um, with anybody. Not with that attitude. No, it's true. Uh, I should look harder. But um, do you talk about coming? No, no. no. I never spoken about that's that. That's not with my a pup. thing, right? You don't. No. Okay. <laughs> not no. usually. It's not a done thing. No. It, it. I think there are cycles of you know. You know, you look at cycles of stuff. There's a moment in it where he's like, his grandfather did it, I did it, and he's going to do it. But that's like more of a cycles of violence kind of thing, you mm. know. It, it's not like, um, I, my understanding is like people have, oh, like uh, they have, a, oh, my dad always cheated. I hated him for doing that to my mum, but then they do it because they grew up in that house. Mm. It's not like dad cheats and I cheat too. <laughs> it's yeah. sick. Dad yeah. cheats. Yeah, he helps me out. But see, that in itself could be a really interesting theme for a film, which is the idea of like adultery being normalised based on like, you know, your environment, your surroundings, mm. how you work. Yeah. Like, I think of that, I'm like, I want to work with that. But then it was just, that concept was given to somebody who was just like, well, I like the look of Jamie King. Yeah. <laughs> so I like her and Steve Coogan made me laugh. <laughs> so let's cast him. Like, I, it just, yeah, no, totally. Mm. I watched the first half hour. It was one of those ones where I was like, this is going to be wonky. Yeah. You know, from pretty early on, mm. yeah. it's going to be a wonky film. It didn't quite get there. But I thought it might be wonky in a way that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And yep. then the twist is like, ah, it's, it's that kind. I'm, I can't keep, I can't do it. There's a lot. It's like Hitman, cool Hitman. People doing Tarantino. Mm. Only yeah. Tarantino. Oh, you know. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That is exactly what it is. Only Tarantino can do Tarantino. And if you don't like Tarantino, that's fine. Totally get it. But don't try and do Tarantino. It's like what I mean with the whole neo-noir thing. It felt to me, so this film has like big neo-noir vibes, but it felt like that came in after the film was done and they just did neo-noir as much as they could yeah. post, post-production. When you say yeah. that, do you just mean like because it's color so grading. complicated? The, and... Yeah, the colour grading, the yeah. kind of uh, the, like the breaking, the different, like the, the way it's edited, it seems very kind of noir Am I wrong? No, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah but it's it felt like... the colour, I thought it was really odd. 
Yeah. Mm. It yeah. goes very thriller. It yeah, but it very... feels to me like that came off post-production. And they came in the <laughs> editing went, process like, enough. fuck, we need a theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need no. a tone, yeah. Oh, no, we need a tone for this. Fuck. Um, yeah. Just noir it up a bit. Yeah. That's my thing as well, like, I, I suppose, with because this is the thing where I, like, where I don't like going too hard on movies that don't get over the line. You know mm. what I mean? I don't like – it's just a thing I try to do, um, but, but in my soul I do. I'm a prick. But, like <laughs> – because this is the thing, right? My biggest criticism of this movie is that it's it's tonally a little o- over the place. Mm. Yeah. But my favourite movies are tonally all over the place. Like, mm. I love Frighteners because it's as scary as yeah. it is funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. movies that are like... Um, that are just And it's it, it's just a fascinating thing of like when it works, it's amazing. And yeah. when it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm not saying I wasn't entertained. Oh. I was entertained. I enjoyed watching the film. Oh, no, I am saying that I was not entertained. Okay, and that's fine, but that's also fine. <laughs> sorry if you're listening, whoever wrote this film, no, I no, feel no, like you fine. might be. No, no, that's absolutely, that's totally understandable. Hollow Point, I did not like that film. Mm. We've discussed, we, I feel like we are allowed to say that one in every 25 films <laughs> yeah. that we watch. Yeah. One in every 25 <laughs> things we watch, we're allowed to announce, I did not like Hollow Point. Yeah. Mm. Right? Name a movie you don't like, Sam. Uh, oh God, that's putting on the, the alibi. <laughs> this is the alibi. The alibi. All no. right, great. Yeah. It's not a movie, but I hated Soy Fat White. Oh, that feels good. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Ha- he's having fun. He's mucking oh about. He's having fun. He loved it. That's like saying you don't like my heart. <laughs> anyway. You're the same heart. joking. But he's having fun. What yeah. I was trying to illustrate there is why sometimes I'm a little scared, particularly with the smaller movies. I yeah. just have it in my mind like, oh, someone's done a podcast about my movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got so little coverage it. when yeah. it came out. <laughs> it's good to finally get some press. That's and true. I just freak out. Yeah. I freak out. Oh, and they're going to like pop, pop, on, pop in their little headphones yeah. and then be like, dude, the guy who wrote I'm going for a walk, honey. The guy I who know. wrote this movie then went on and wrote Fargo. So the TV series. So he's fine. Did he? Yeah, he's fine. Really? Yeah, he's fine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's when, where I go, what went wrong? Yeah. That's the, when I go, all right, he can do something good. But was this mm-hmm. a huge learning curve for them? Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe. When you asked me to name a film, it was like um, Billy on the street walking up to someone and going, <laughs> name a woman, name a woman. <laughs> and the people are just like so confused and upset. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. I have two go-tos when people ask me to name a film I don't like. All right, yeah. And it's A Walk to Remember mm-hmm. and August Rush. Right. I hate okay. August Rush. August Rush is a fucking horrible movie. I hate it so much. I find it so dull. <laughs> Do you know the movie I hated? Like, I hated a movie that I watched maybe in the last year. Hated it. But I can't say it because it's an Australian film. Okay. Wow. And they only made one one of them. And I just What's feel it sound like, like? No, I'm not giving you any. I'll tell you after the All podcast. Right. Yeah. But I really, like, it was one of those ones where it was a small Australian film. It's from Elvis a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. it was from quite a few years ago. And I just hated it so much. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go this film but it sucked. Yeah. yeah. So I was I, I walked out of a film, and I rarely ever do that, but I walked out of the Agatha Christie film, the new one that comes on Death oh, on the Nile, yeah. I think it was, and it was just so slow and so boring. And I was just like, like you know when they, they really try with the – it's not really period people, when they really try mm. with setting it in a beautiful scene with mm-hmm. the costumes and everything, you go, it cost an absolute fortune, but it just wasn't exciting. Yeah. Like mm. it just wasn't – it wasn't fun. It wasn't – interesting for any reason and no one was dying and you know when it's yeah. so boring you're just like someone's gonna die no someone's gonna die they've got to die and it just that's, didn't happen in the first hour that's how i mark a movie i like or i don't like yeah. because i genuinely and i've said this on the podcast before and i think zach's in agreement all i give a shit about is being entertained yeah. i just i don't mm. care about why this movie was being made or whatever if it's a movie i yeah. just want to enjoy it yeah and i know i don't like a movie when i want all of them to die <laughs> Yeah. Like, when I'm like, yeah. I don't care if one anyone. of you has a, like, spoiler alert for The Departed. I don't care if one of you has a fucking opens the lift and gets shot in the head straight away moment. Mm. I couldn't give a shit yeah. if all of a sudden there's, like, I don't care who it is. That's when I know I'm, because if I'm not invested in somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Um, and in this movie, I didn't want Rebecca Romain to die. So That's obviously fair. I didn't hate the film. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just was like, I just. I mean, she could have died. I was like, yeah. <laughs> she probably It'll probably a rewrite, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I just was a little disappointed it went down thriller part. I wasn't in the mood for it. Th- Do you know what it was more than anything? Yes! 
Preach. I'm rarely in the mood for a mid-budget 2000s thriller, but sometimes I am. But mm. I really wasn't in the mood. And I yep. kind of was in the mood for the movie I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So when, I didn't expect what was going to happen. Right. I did not expect yeah. that. And I think that... that I, think I could have read up on I it. I thought it was going to be a bit fun and horny. That's yeah. why I thought it was going to be a bit fun and horny. It was very horny in pits. Yeah, I know. But then stopped being horny stopped being and horny. became like yeah. the anti-sex. So yeah, like, no, and it's yeah. funny. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with my giant erection? <laughs> Alan Partridge. Oh, Alan yeah. Very dirty. Get, that Partridge. Getting all stiff for Partridge. <laughs> he... But that's the other thing as well, right? I remember. The... Can we talk about Alan Partridge's casting? Can we talk about him in the. What's his real name? Steve Ray. Coogan. Oh, Steve Coogan. And he played. Ray... Was it Ray? Ray. Ray. Yeah. There's an element. I remember. I, this is. I've got I to gotta be careful how I tell this story. I remember I was in. Ray a... Elliott. Ray Elliott. Mm, I was does. in a play once, right? Okay. And um, uh, well, this is the Humpty Dumpty story. There's no this way one. this is good. I, no one is. I know what play you're talking about. Right. You can just talk. So about I was it. in a play, and and um, I've been in like four plays. So anyway, I was <laughs> in a play, and the, they the the part that was written was like a really posh, rich person, right? And the person that was cast was a really like ochre Aussie, yeah, country Aussie bat guy, guy, right? Yeah, and. That like this was a play that was written before, so you couldn't change any of the dialogue. But I remember there being like, I remember we were doing like work as actors, and like he was trying to figure out like how is my character so rich, and um, and because he's like this blokey guy, right? So like me, ah, mm. uh, similar, it's very similar to me, butch. Uh, like Butch, yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 And scene. Uh, that was good input. And then we were like, maybe he's a tradie that like, you know, maybe he was a truck driver and maybe he was like a bit of a Lindsay Fox. I remember we, we landed on that. We are like, maybe he was a bit of a Lindsay He was a truck driver and then he bought another truck and then he bought another truck and now he's in his 30s. Mm. We could play it a bit older. He's in his 30s and he now owns like a suite of trucks and that's why he's rich. He right. like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we thought. We pitched it to the director and they're like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure the character in the script is like... Um, is is just like old money, went to private school and stuff. And then I just remember thinking, man, why did you cast this guy? Mm. And this movie has that element yes. where it's like they wrote it for a McConaughey. Yep. Mm. They cast Coogan. He's doing some really cool stuff to make it work as a performer, mm. but they didn't do the rewrite where like Rebecca Romaine's character doesn't like just want to fuck him straight yes. away. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's walking yeah. around, he's like, hey, I'm Steve, I'm Alan Partridge, I want to fuck you. <laughs> it's like, instead of like the rewrite where you had to go, and ladies too, or while they were doing yeah. that rewrite, maybe they could have just made him a little bit more like British. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, a bit awkward, a bit yeah. bumbling. It's totally realistic that Rebecca Romaine would want to fuck Alan Partridge. Yeah. If, the, if, if he's saying the right things... In the right way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, while could being have charmed her. Yeah. At 100%. the start. Could have mysterious. Yeah. At he the start, her. I totally believed it. When he yeah. was like, hired her and then they said something, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to become a thing. Mm. Yeah. But then like the next scene, it was just like assumed. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. 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 that's what I mean. Like they yeah, kind of hot. like, they had this initial interview for the job where there was sparks flying and I was like, oh, I'm feeling this. Yeah. And then when that, when Jamie King died from hot sex, um, <laughs> And all of a sudden, Steve Coogan, uh, Steve Coogan, is now uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> is now like his entire focus in the film is not dying and running from like yeah. someone who wants to kill him and running from Johnny Legs and like <laughs> running from all these people. But what, meanwhile, Rebecca remains just back home stewing in her hot like lust for Steve Coogan yeah. so that when he rocks up all of a sudden she's just like busting at the tit to fuck him. And not, like, and not working anymore. Any Why sense. isn't she working? And he's not given her any thought. He's never been like, oh, I wonder what Rebecca Romaine's up to. Yeah. I miss her. That was a really good date. Could have no, he's too away. busy trying to run for his life. Like, yeah. They, they, it's just, I don't don't talk about it. They don't talk enough. They don't communicate. Part of every good relationship. I'd like to go back to the start of this podcast where I said I didn't understand what was going on. It sounds like I did. You absolutely yeah, did. Absolute I think there was less clarity. to it than yeah. you were thinking. I think yeah. you <laughs> thought we were going to come in and be like, Lies and Alibis is the greatest film I've ever seen. <laughs> it was 
was complex. But it got it was fair so because complex. I gave this one to Sammy P because I thought it was going to be a bit funny and horny. And I was like, it was let's kind give him of something funny bit. and horny because in the past we've given him Arabian Nights, which was bonkers. And then we gave him a movie that John Leguizamo wasn't in. <laughs> so, like, I wanted to give it. Now we've given him the alibi. Quick shout out to Debbie Mazer, by the way, who was also in this Oh, movie. I was going to bring her up. Wasn't she great? Like I love her. I love she? her. She's a great she, character actor. Entourage, the publicist. But also Beethoven too. And she's been, she was in Frogs for, for Snakes. Was her voice film? is amazing. She was the FBI, the federal agent. Oh! She, she was the, isn't she, she fun? She was the voice. She was also in Frogs for Snakes, which was a Johnny Legs film we did a couple of months back, like a while back. Mm. And I went on a big rant about her. I'm a big fan. Yeah, she's great. She's one of those people that pops up in movies all the time and I'm just like, oh my God, it's yeah. her. I never picked up her name until Frogs for Snakes. Yeah. But I always Great want, I want to see more of her. Yeah. And people talk about like villains they love. One of my favourite villains. Like I would say top 10 in film. Whoa. Oh, top 20. I've seen a lot of film. Top 15. Top 12. Top 15. <laughs> you know, uh, is... You're going down like, you just that, keep it at 20, you're safe. <laughs> all right, 20. Uh, top 20 villains, uh, Debbie Mazer in Beethoven 2. Yeah, right. Mm. I love I remember her, her in that yeah. film now. She's great. Her voice is amazing. Oh, my God. She's got this great face. Yeah, she's, got, she's so I, expressive. I love her. She's I want to see more of her. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So quick shout out to her. Shout out, Debbie. Debbie, if you're listening. Do either of you have anything else you want to add to this wonderful uh, review of Lies and Alibis slash The Alibi, depending <laughs> on where you watch it? Also, you can watch it on YouTube. It's someone uploaded it's, it illegally it's, two it's years free. ago and 1,500 people have watched it. <laughs> I, I wonder if I've I've written anything else down. I, was, I said uh, Lola getting the job for the first time um, when she, in, like, he's interviewed by Alan Partridge yeah. and then she patted him on the face and went, don't micromanage me. <laughs> I was like, that's such a good opening for a job interview. Yeah. Like, I've never done that in a job. Um, Steve Coop. Oh, yeah, okay. So I love the dad trying to make his son Wendell. It was Wendell, Wendell. come. Um, the, the famous line, the blowjob line, um, I was yeah. like, is Steve meant to be cool in this? Was a big underline yeah. thing for me. <laughs> Debbie Mazer, I've written that down. I'm so um, glad that you like her. Mm. I could talk about her for days. Uh, bad Boy Legs. Um, bad Boy Legs. And then, uh, yeah, Bad Boy Legs, I was really, I really liked Bad Boy Legs in this. Well, you haven't had Bad Boy Legs. I haven't had that before. Yeah, he, he's good. He's, yeah. he's it, like, Bad Boy Legs isn't in my top legs, but he's he's definitely. It's a respected legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, other, the other thing, and this is a massive spoiler, the end of the film was the big Biggest anticlimax I think I've ever seen in a film where the last line is, you're quite a bit taller than me, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cut, the other thing. Like, yeah. Cut to black. Good. It's just a hard that, out. Rebecca Romaine is this tall. That's the one rewrite they did. So I reckon yeah. someone said, I don't really You're better believe, than me as a woman, aren't you? I don't really believe <laughs> that she would go for Alan Partridge. And rather than write one more scene, because he's a charismatic guy and quite handsome. Yeah. Yep. Rather than write <laughs> yep. one more scene, yes, they just added him going, you're quite a bit taller than me, aren't you? Problem solved. Yeah. And don't let her answer. Just cut to black. Yeah. She doesn't need to talk. <laughs> she doesn't need to. She doesn't need to talk. But God, she looks good. But she looks so she hot. She looks so hot. She looks really, really hot. Um, um, oh, have you got anything to add? No. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got one thought. I, I just thought of it as we were talking. Apparently the first draft of, what's the movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Oh, um, stuck on Goodwill Hunting. No, I was about hunting, to say yeah. stuck, stuck on, on, you. on you. Another top funny film like White Chicks. Now that's a funny film. <laughs> stuck on you. What one in the Oscars? Stuck on you. Can I lock in? Stuck on you. Stuck on you. Someone bring it up. At the start of this podcast, you were like, "I'm a smart, cultured person," <laughs> and I like to think I am. But I think this movie about the alibi fuckers. <laughs> Was too smart for me. I, I felt confused, and then we came round. We talked it through. You are smart, You're very smart, and then you get stuck on you. Can I lock in stuck oh, on you? Can I lock in stuck on you? All I heard what, was one Robin Williams the Oscar in no, nineteen. Stuck thinking, on you. My thinking was this. Zach goes, what's the film with Matt Damon? And I was like, okay, it's got to be an obscure Matt Damon. What's film. the movie with Matt Damon? No, but I'm like, it's got to be... What's the obscure movie with Matt Damon? No, but Damon? I automatically assume it's the obscure one because who wouldn't know Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, Goodwill and Hunting. so I went, obscure Matt Damon film, going to get one up on him, stuck on you. Yeah. That's how I thought, no, but okay. I, didn't, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. Well, you know what? I think Matt Damon's only done about 60 films, so you, your guess, at st- you had a one in that 60 a, chance. Yeah, of being that is a percentage. third yeah. of Johnny Legs. 
Really? One Johnny Legs has done closer to one eighty films. Oh my! I think it's goodness. like it's like one sixty five. Right. So you you do one like how many? This is the thing we didn't realize, right? Mm. If you're only in this little of amount of scenes in most of the movies you're in, right? Cool. You are actually only on set for a few weeks. He would have been on set for this shoot film a week or two. Yeah. Which means you have many, many weeks to do many, many other films. <laughs> many, many films. And um, during his Ice Age era where he was paying oh, off yeah. his mortgage with Ice Age, he just had all the free time in the world to do a week here and there. Yeah. And he just, he did a lot Work of movies course. in the Yeah. 2000s. Oh, my God. And he's, you know, he's, he's one-man show as well, mm. apparently. Amazing. Sorry. It's very uh, good. So the point I was going to make was there was a draft of Goodwill Hunting before they made the movie where the FBI tried to... Have you heard about this? The FBI Mm-mm. tried to go to Will Hunting, mm. who was good, and they tried <laughs> to make him bad. <laughs> they went I to was him so and they were by like, that title for a long time. No, no I didn't no, really... That I wasn't the point. I didn't understand it when I was first heard the title. <laughs> what? What? Um, but no, they went <laughs> to Will They went to Will, <laughs> and they said... Have you seen the film uh, Good Will Hunting? What? 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 Sorry. Are they two films? I t- <laughs> me, myself, and I, I me, myself, and I hasn't seen. I have to say it's not a great title, but we can no. talk about that. Goodwill Hunting. Please. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic title. Oh, no, it's all right. Oh, anyway, well, so I agree to disagree. So the FBI will go into the house. I prefer so, stuck on you. <laughs> Come on. So the FBI. The FBI. Yes. Yes, the FBI. The FBI. I'm very tired and confused. <laughs> <laughs> you keep yelling at me about stuck on you. <laughs> So the FBI wanted to make Goodwill Hunting bad. No, there was a B plot in Goodwill Hunting where FBI wanted him to join the FBI and use his math skills to catch criminals. Really? Oh. So that was originally. So most of the movie we saw was like the first third, and then the big part of the movie like was about the FBI trying to recruit him to do like numbers, the series numbers. Nice. That was the plot, and then someone along the way looked at it and they were like, "This is probably why you made the movie was because mm. you had this idea." But they were like, "What's interesting is this bit." Yeah. They're like, "What's interesting is just the clever, just that's cool. that's the guy," and. And then they were like, cut Doodling the rest, with do his that. equations mm. on the board. Now, I've always wanted to know what the Goodwill hunting where he joins the FBI is like. <laughs> I'd love to see that. And thanks to the alibi, I feel like I've seen something close to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen yes. a film where, where, it, where they didn't get the, you know what, that first half hour, that's, that first 30 pages, that's the film. Throw out the rest, do a rewrite off yeah. that. They needed that note before they made it made the movie. Mm. So this is what I think of the alibi. It's a great little piece of uh, like if mm. you're curious mm. about what, what that's what I think. Yeah, of just chuck everything in a film. Like, yeah, it's almost just, like if you feel like watching a short film, stop it after Jamie King dies. Stop it just yep. before she dies. Yeah, because like, a, what happened? Do you know yeah. what? Stop it just before she dies, and then skip right to the end where, for some reason. He's off. To, he's flying away with Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, but has, has also attended his own funeral. Ah, uh, no, skip that bit. I'll oh, skip that. You bit. just he's at the airport now, so he's he's he gets seen by the guy, and then yep. he's like, you know what, I'm out of here. I just feel like like I we right now in this room, the three of us could create a better film, like better ending, if we got that first bit. Like we we could make we could take the first thirty mm. minutes and turn it into an excellent Maybe. thirty-five minute short film by by writing a better. We could we could recut it in the editing room. We could recut it. Yeah. Would you keep the taller line at the end? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not because they didn't they didn't have it anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's two thousand and six here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would have just gotten an apple box for him. Mm. Uh, if you're a short king listening, this is. This, the world is getting better for you. We love you, short kings. Yeah, we, we love you, short kings. kings. Real um, women don't care. I would say to you, Mish, though, when you say that oh, we could do a better movie, this is where I get my paranoia from. I mm. don't know. I I believe with every fibre of my being mm. that I could make a movie like this if I don't get the redraft I need sure. or if I don't get. And that's where I, that's the one thing I would say. If you're listening, mm. director of this movie. He's not. Uh, could be. It could be. Okay. If you're still listening through this barrage of hate. <laughs> no, it's not. I said I enjoyed I'm not. it. You were polite. I was the one that said yeah. I didn't like the movie. You pretended. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I don't think I could make a better movie than mm. this. I, I think anyone can. I think I don't think this is entirely their fault. Okay. That's all I would say. There's a lot going on all at once. It was yeah. a very odd way to do it. 
Agreed. I, I just would. I just hope and pray that I get the note. Do the first half hour. Yeah. But if for whatever reason, anyone listening to this podcast going, well, I want to watch that now. Like I said before, you can on YouTube. It's on Someone YouTube. Someone uploaded it illegally and my watching it is not the illegal act. But do you know what else you can watch on YouTube? Um, CGI artists react and that's more that's fun. That's true. Yeah. You can watch blo- heaps of bloopers from different stuff. Pitbulls and parolees. Yep. Yeah. You get to planet. see celebrities' houses in Architectural yeah. Digest. You People can watch a really nuts. funny interview with Jimmy uh, Fallon and Nicole Kidman where she says that I liked you at one point. Oh, that's and a good then clip. You get that's to watch funny. The the carpool karaoke. You get to watch funny. We can watch carpool karaoke. You get to watch the clip where of um, when, when the host of – when James Corden – uh, got caught out for doing one episode of Carpool Karaoke on the back of a truck. Yeah. Yes. While he wasn't actually driving. Yes. And rather than just be like, I own it, he like pr- he gets really defensive and presents a list of all the times he did really drive the car. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, you He's can, good, isn't he? I like it. Very him. good. Like you him. can watch um, Coney 2012 on YouTube. Absolutely. That's right. You can watch that there. Yeah. But if you've watched all of that, you can watch The Alibi. It's we'll there. Be, it's there. It's very much there. My leg was Starmer rating for this film. Uh, of course, keeping in mind anyone who's listening to this for the first time and starting on this episode, the fuck. Um, uh, Leguistamos is not what we would give the film out of five stars. It's how Leguizamo it is. Mm. And based on what I... Th- this is the kind of movie that John Leguizamo made in the mid-2000s. It just is. Um, if he wasn't in this film and someone said to me, this has got a Leguizamo vibe. I'd believe it. I believe right. that if he wasn't in the film, it's still a one Leguistamo film. Yeah. But by being in it, it only bumps it to a two. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I want to give it two and a half, but I'm gonna give it two. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the cornrows. That's not Leguizamo at all. Oh, I disagree. I think the cornrows. Um, we're quite like Wazamo, um, and they are why I, I, I firmly agree with everything you've said. Um, I would have given it two. Yeah, I'll bump same. it up to two and a half. Wow! Because I think the cornrows are fun and like Wazamo. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just the difference of opinion on what like Wazamo yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Sammy? I'm gonna give it. I'm, I think I'm gonna give it a two oh, as no. well. Mm. I think I'm gonna give it a two. I don't think it's really up there in yeah. films I'd watch again. But it is, I think, I think a two mm. for it was something to watch on YouTube. But Leguizamo we? Leguizamo enough. I yeah. like I liked him in it and I did like his cornrows as well. I thought mm. they were kind of fun. Uh, but not enough of him. Yeah. Mm. Not enough of him in it. And and I feel like it was very quick with him. They didn't use him enough. They didn't capitalize mm. on him. It mm. could have really been anyone doing yeah. that. But he did a good job. So it's a, it's a soft two. And hey, we've seen Bad Boy Legs before. And if Bad Boy Legs is your favorite kind of legs, you might see this as a three and a half or a four. Yeah. He wears a singlet. He does. Oh, yeah. He does, and a little cap. Nice. He wears a little cap. Mm. Um, and if Bad Boy Legs is your favorite, 100%. Yeah. But Check it's not my favorite. I appreciate it. I respect it. Yeah. It gets a solid two from me. It get it if it was a Coogan star rating, it would have been. It's still not high. Not still no, not, not crazy for high. For no, Coogan rating. still like a three and a half Coogan. Not a crazy three and a half. Three and a half Coogan-aters. Sam, <laughs> Sam, uh, what's his name from Star Is Born? Playing the Mormon guy. He's from oh oh I Sam Elliott. I will do a. Quick, I like Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam. He was in a movie called Mask with Cher. Yeah. Um, the Mask with Jim Carrey. No, no just Mask. Okay. He's not in The Mask. He's in mm. Mask with Cher yeah. and Eric Stoltz. And, oh, he's so hot in that. It's mm. like an, uh, I want to say like a mid-80s, maybe early 80s film. Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, Laura Dern is in it too. Oh, it's oh Laura I Dern's love Laura Dern. I love that film so much. I know I've mentioned it on the pod before, but everyone go out and watch it. That is like a full five Sam Elliott's. Wow. So, uh, but this is, I would Star say, Elliot's. of all yeah. the so, like of all the character actor ratings of this film, the highest it gets is its Sam Elliott rating. I yeah. give it three and a half. Kuganators. Um, no, no. I gave. I give it three Kugans. Yeah. Yep. I give it three and a half Sam Elliott's. Oh, I'd give it. Yep, that's yep. fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, pretty yeah. good because it, it only gets three Rebecca remains. I get it. Yeah. I'll give it five Debbie Mazes. Yeah, five Debbie Mazes. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. It, get, does really get, it does get five <laughs> yeah, Debbie yeah, Mazes, yeah. actually. And four Jamie Kings. Yeah. Four Jamie Kings. Sexy. It was very sexy. It was fucking sexy. sexy. And hey, if I'm going to die, I want to die from fucking. Yeah. Mm. And just good fuck. Hell yeah. Yeah. And on um, that note. Sammy, thank you for joining us once again thank on Legazama Rama. We've, it's always a pleasure. 
Tell us all the fun things you're up to. Oh, my goodness. Well, Confessions of the Idiots, you can find it on all the goddamn podcast apps. Yeah. It's my one. favourite pod. Oh, my goodness. It is, it is going, it's going, it's going well. It's going wonderfully. I'm eight, eight episodes ahead at the moment because <gasps> I, I was the studying. bank. I was studying and I thought I'm just going to get eight ahead and then I don't have to record for a bit. So I'm having Beautiful. a little bit of time off recording, but I am doing a live show and it's got some of the greatest guests in the world. It's got Dave Lawson. Oh. It's got Sir Peter Hitchener. Oh. It's got special appearance by Oliver Clark. But the main two guests on the show are Jess Perkins mm. and Australia's Adele, Missy Higgins. And it's a comedy republic. It's the smallest room I think Missy Higgins has ever been in. I think it's so cool that you get like that you and Missy Higgins are now mates. Best mates. It's I would so, say best that's mates. That's the best best it's thing the dream, ever. I'm gonna be there. True. I'm so fucking well, excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be so exciting. And to see Missy live there, that's that's worth twenty five dollars alone. So come yeah. along. It's a comedy republic. Go to comedyrepublic.com.au the seventh of October mm. at six thirty PM. It's a Friday night. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's just always a great that night. Event You've done like, that event sounds like it gets a full five Mr. Higgins. <laughs> Mr. Higgins, I like Yeah, that. I've done a live before. You've done a live. So much Zachary's fun. done a live. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Come I down. did the live and I was like, oh, it's a little boring that I'm just like needling these things for um, for their for their grammar. Well, no. I've got to recheck. No, it's hilarious when yeah, people pull funny. up the online confession for yeah, their like, grammar. I was like, how badly they're put together. In the room because whenever I go and I just go for their grammar and then in the room I was like, Probably like would be funnier because there's an audience now. If I just like, like pointed out how gross this shit is, yeah, 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 instead yeah, of being yeah. like they should have had a comma there, <laughs> it really made me reassess when I'm a guest on your podcast. It's my favorite podcast. I love doing it so much, and we bloody love having you here. I promise you, next time, um, now we'll give you something probably very similar. Yeah, to I, liked I liked it. I liked it. Your, like, yeah, this, this is kind of your brand like now. This is your vibe. This is your We're giving you the the NQ, We're giving you the NQR mid two thousands. <laughs> Every, at the end of every episode, we tell Tom to end it with some sort of little song. Is there a song you'd like to chuck Missy in there? Oh, God, this is... Oh, yeah, can we chuck... Can we get Special 2 in there? Or yeah. if you want to have some fun... I love I love Special 2. I'm a huge uh, fan of Special 2, but you could also end it with Futon Couch if you want to. Both. Both. Sa- jam it up. Do a, do a jam. Do yep. a jam it up. Tom, can you take both of those Missy Higgins songs and just play them at the same time? Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, thanks so much, Sammy, and thank you to the listeners. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. I was sitting on a field on couch and five down with the desert beats the sheets. You were only wrapped in a towel and Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.